Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, we're here with the Hollywood Life podcast. I am joined today by my co-anchor, Ali Stagnita. Hey, Ali. Hi, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Such a special one today. So I'm really excited about that. And make sure you give us a five-star rating and let us know how much you love today's podcast. Yes, please do. And you are going to love today's podcast. We've got a very special guest and such a timely guest. Um, we are welcoming the infamous Bobby Bones. Hello, Bobby. I don't know if infamous, ooh, <laughs> I don't know what that sets up there, but uh, hello. Thank you guys for having me and uh, for allowing me, you know, just a few minutes to talk about something I think is important to all of us. Yeah, Bobby, Bye. we had you on um, on our podcast maybe two years ago when it was a really um, moving one for me. And um, so I'm just so happy to have you back as we enter Service Dog Awareness Month um, and you are continuing your partnership with Dog Chow. So maybe just start off by telling us a little bit about um, your work that you're doing with them and how you're bringing um, dogs with service members. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, for me, the, the, the grand realization many years ago was that it costs $20,000 to get a service dog to a service member that comes back. That's PTSD that needs it. I mean, it's basically therapy. And, you know, you would think that we would have all the tools for, you know, our veterans when they come back, but often we don't. And they're left trying to fend for themselves and it's not like $20,000 is easy to find. And so I, I learned about it. And so on my radio show, we were raising money. We were getting service dogs to vets one after the other and dog chat was doing the same thing. And so we kind of combined forces and together we've done it for a few years, but what was really great was last year we were talking and we were like, let's get the pause act enacted. And so we would, you know, encourage people to send a letter to their Senator. We had set up a link and it was just cleared. And so now it's, how do we get money? We got to get this thing funded so that we can, you know, get these veterans who went over and fought for our freedoms, these dogs that help not, it's not for fun. It's so they can actually, you know, start to get back to a normal life. You know, there's a guy who I was working with and we have a whole documentary that I hope you guys watch at dogchild.com slash service. But there was Andy who had Thanos and Andy had such severe PTSD that he would have night terrors to the point where he would never sleep. And you guys know as well as I do, if you're not sleeping, nothing's healthy. You're mentally not well, you're physically not well, nothing is well. And so Thanos has actually helped him live and have a chance at a normal life because Thanos can tell when he's having a night terror and actually wake him up and stop him and help him readjust and then go back to sleep. So that's just one of the many ways. But the goal is for people to see it, hopefully they're moved by it, and then hopefully they can help after they watch the documentary. Yeah. I, I, yes. I watched, sorry, Allie, yeah. I watched the documentary. It's extremely moving and it really explains um, the issues that veterans have 
so many of them come back with PTSD and it's trauma that just doesn't leave them for years, despite lots of therapy. And it's amazing that dogs who are specially trained actually really can just enrich their lives and allow them to move away from the trauma and be able to sleep and be able to stand in line at the grocery store, ordinary things, and not be afraid about who's behind them. And these dogs are just incredible. Now tell us, why does it cost $20,000 to get a, a service dog to a vet? And we all know the war in Afghanistan has just ended. We're gonna have more vets coming home and there's gonna be an even greater need for these dogs. I mean, it mostly comes down to training. It takes a long time to train them by people who specialize in training and that isn't cheap, you know, especially the, the things that they need to learn. I mean, you're talking about, they need to learn nuance. I mean, think about that. An animal needs to learn nuance. Half the humans I don't know don't know nuance. Right. And so, but we've got to train our dogs to do that. And so that's basically what it is. You know, we teamed with Got Your Six who they, they are so good at finding vets and then also making sure they get the right dog and that the, these dogs are specially trained. Uh, you know, Shannon was another person that's in the documentary and Shannon, you know, was, you know, taking the medication that he was prescribed, but, to, but doesn't need it as much now because of his dog. And you guys are probably like me where it's like, if I don't have to take medicine, I don't want to take it. Right. So, you know, it's, it's definitely a, a therapy for them. It's a way for them to get back, to try to get back on their feet, to live a normal life. I mean, again, they're not asking for a mansion in the hills. They're asking for just help to be, to have a normal Tuesday after they've served us and fought for our freedoms. And I don't think that's too much to ask of them. And so that's why Dog Chow and I are, are, are teaming up. And hopefully uh, people are going to watch this documentary. And also in the documentary, um, Andy, who you had mentioned before, he mentioned um, how he had, when he's going to pick up his dog, he says, I've done all the things that I've needed to do to even get to the point of getting a service dog. He said, I've been going to the VA, I've been doing this. What are the things that these veterans even have to do before they can qualify to get well, a Also, I mean, in a, a rough comparison, you know, I have uh, some friends who are foster parents and they've had to go to certain classes. They've had to learn certain things. They've had, you know, the humans gotta be trained too. It's, right. you know, I don't know if you ever see uh, Cesar Milan who has the dog show and he's like, hey, it's not always the dog that's the problem. It's, it's the human who's gotta learn as well. Um, and so it's learning, you know, what this dog can do for you, what you can do for the dog to enrich that relationship. So there's a lot of education on both parts. And we, we spent so much time talking about the training of the dog, but there's also a lot of training of the person to be able to use a tool. Um, so, you know, I would consider that I mean, before I was ever able to use you know, in construction, when I was roofing houses, before I was ever able to use like a saw, I had to learn how to use the thing, you know, the right way. So, you know, the dog is very much therapy, but the person has to go through a lot, qualify, and then make sure that, you know, they're in a good place ready to, to use the dog in the right way. Yeah, these dogs, um, I, I think um, yes, we would like to, to tell our listeners, you know, how to actually watch the documentary, because I don't think any of us would imagine that a dog can be trained to wake up somebody who's having a nightmare. And these veterans often have nightmares every single night. Yeah, you can watch it at dogchild.com slash service. We're doing a big premiere where I'm gonna host and talk a little bit about it uh, on September 8th at 1230 Central Time. 
Um, and that's on the Dog Chow YouTube channel. But I know, you know, this podcast gets heard all the time, weeks and months later. So I would just encourage dogchow.com slash service to check it out. And, you know, if you, I say if you watch the first two or three minutes, you're going to watch the whole thing. So I just ask for two or three minutes. It, it, it is very engrossing. Now, what drew you to this? You've got two dogs yourself. Was it your love of dogs? Like what exactly brought made this um, mission, your own mission, um, so clear to you? You know, I've always had, you know, such a respect for our military because I learned at an early age that I would not be able to do what I do if it wasn't for people fighting for those freedoms. And so, you know, I would talk about that on a radio show and we build houses for veterans who have um, been injured, um, who have suffered, you know, traumatic physical injuries. You know, so we, we do a lot of things for veterans, but I, I love animals so much. I started to read about service dogs. And when I read that it costs so much to, to get a service dog adequately prepared, I was like, who has 20 grand laying around? And so it kind of organically went from, you know, what can we do? What can I do for the military to, oh, wow, I love dogs. I had no idea, first, why dogs were needed. Once I learned that, then I learned how much they were. And so I'd been doing it myself for a couple of years, and thank goodness for Dog Chow, because they were also doing it, and they got a little more money than I do. So it was good for us to come together and actually be able to team up, because I have a, a good, like a strong voice that I think people will listen to, and you know, Dog Chow is such a great company when it comes to supporting our military. And so is Dog Chow, is if somebody buys dog chow, does a portion of every, of like every, all the food that you buy for your own pet go towards this? Every year there are all different programs. I know the last time we did, it was a, you know, the certain red bags and it's all on and off and they, you know, funded the documentary. And so dog chow financially has been so involved in so many ways um, through all the years that I've been with them. So, you know, and every, if anyone is listening to me now and they're like, dang, like I, I, I wish I knew a little more and maybe I don't want to spend, you know, 20, 30 minutes watching a documentary or learn more what Dog Chow does, you know, I would just take 30 seconds. If you go to dogchow.com slash service, you'll see the documentary there, but you can also learn other easier ways to help. And so, again, Dog Chow has been so generous with what they've done financially, what they've been given back and you know, even allowing me to come on and do this with them. Yeah. And Bobby, now, you're so busy. Um, in <laughs> addition to this, you know, you have American Idol, you have your radio show, um, you just got married. Um, Idol auditions have started. Can you give any, um, you know, teasers as to what we can expect this week or this season? Sorry. Well, the great thing, if there is a such thing about having to do everything at home is that so many more people audition because they don't have to drive somewhere. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You know, or they feel comfortable doing it at home. And I think you saw last season with the amount of talent. Um, it, it got really good because we had the option to talk to and have so many more people sing. And so now we're still in that stage where American Idol's like, okay, are you in Tennessee? 
Are you in California? Like show up today on this digit and people will get on the computer or their phone and just sing their brains out that would have never taken the hour or two hours to drive to, you know, a call right, or sent long. in a video. So I think that elevates the talent. I mean, I think it's like when you go on TikTok, you see some really great people because they get to just put their phone up and, and do their thing. So I think with that, Idol, Idol always gets better the more people they can get to audition. I thought the lineup of talent last year was incredible. The best year ever. Can you tell us, um, do you know what's happened to some of the the top talent? I mean, I keep wondering about Willie Spence. Well, like, yeah, what's interesting about Idol is, and I just this morning had Lacey K. Booth on my show from a couple seasons ago who finished top five. Mm -hmm. um, and I saw Lane Hardy who won yep. two years ago. We did the Grand Ole Opry together. Because American Idol wants to put out quality artists, not just, hey, we'll throw a song out and see if it works. Sometimes it takes a year for them to develop, find a record label, find good management, write a bunch of songs. Um, and that's what I love about American Idol because they truly value the artist. Mm -hmm. So if you ask about the season we just finished, I imagine they're all knuckles deep in you know, figuring out what kind of artists they are, the songs they're writing. Um, and so there's a little more substance to the artists that come from Idol because they do actually do it the right way. So Willie Spence, I'm curious too, I should text Willie when we finish here and be like, what are you doing? I would yeah. assume he's writing a lot of songs right now. Yes, and can you let us know? I just <laughs> thought he has got to get snapped up for Broadway and Broadway is reopening this fall. Yeah, Willie was such a good singer, such a good soul. Like one of the guys that, I think everybody thought he was gonna win. Uh, mm -hmm. From the the minute he stepped on that stage, I think he just had it when it came to singing. You know, I think Chase, who's out in Nashville now trying to uh, get his career started, you know, Chase, just developed a loyal following of, you know, working class folks who related to his story. And I think it's slow. He slowly got better as the show went. I think what got Willie in the end was he was too good early mm. and just was always really good. And you didn't see any growth because how do you grow from almost perfection um, where Chase improved a lot throughout the season. So, but both are going to have really good careers. I feel. I feel like that's what happened to you with dancing with the stars too. <laughs> You know, honestly, I do too. And listen, even at the end, it wasn't that good, but I got a lot better. And <laughs> the people true. that came out and crushed it at the beginning, like <laughs> crushing it every week, who cares? I have a friend who, they're about to do the announcement for this season. I have a friend who's going to do it. I can't say who it is. Oh, um, come on. But he texted me this morning and was like, uh, this is going to be a lot harder than I thought. And I was like, oh yeah, it's the hardest thing you'll ever do in your whole life. I said, but that's good. It should be hard at the beginning because when you get better at the end, people are going to feel like they've grown with you. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of you came from behind, and uh, that was kind of a surprise. Oh, surprises is a light word. Let's be honest about it. I still get hate mail from people. They're like, oh. "We can't believe you ruined that show." No. Do you feel like it helped you when you did your first dance at your wedding? Which yeah, not to sing. No, none. It helped me none because I don't dance anymore. I'm I'm good. I'm all I'm all. When we slow danced, and uh, no, none. I don't. I have. Uh, it's that that's a weird period of my life where I don't know that I ever want to dance again if it's not slow. <laughs> well, that's, that's too bad that the world will be deprived. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> but listen, you know, speaking of your wedding, it was really lovely that you and your new wife shared so many photos on your Instagrams. And I have to say that Caitlin, your, your new wife, that dress was the best wedding dress I think I've ever seen. It was so gorgeous. Had you seen it before she walked down the aisle? Well, she'll love to hear that. No, I couldn't see the dress. 
Um, you know, she wouldn't even tell me what kind. She was trying to get me, after she had already picked out the dress, she would show me like five or six and be like, which one do you like? And I was like, I'm not picking any of them because if I pick, if I don't pick the one that's like yours, I'm going to fiance jail. So, but it was, you know, it was a, it was a, a, an awesomely weird combination when she was walking down the aisle of going, holy crap, she's so hot. And also like, man, that's be- that's a beautiful dress and it's such a classic moment. But I'm not gonna lie, it was a hot dress too. So hot. Yeah. Uh, we, we got lucky, we, we had a great wedding. It was, we got lucky on the timing too, because you know, at that time, yeah, vaccines were in, where everybody had a vaccine and it was like, okay, it looks like COVID may be over. It was right before the Delta variant started really kicking yeah. in. So that brief window, we had a good full fun wedding or because if it happened right now, we would not be able to have the same wedding. Yeah. And even though you did it outside in your backyard, but also then you got to go on this gorgeous honeymoon that I think you'd be even nervous about going on right now. And they were even talking about not allowing Americans into Europe for a while. We would, we wouldn't have gone. I mean, if again, we, we hit that sweet spot and we were talking about it last night, like we just would not have gone. I mean, we don't want to leave our house right now again. So we, we would not have gone uh, because where do we go? Italy. No, where we go? Uh, Greece. Greece. Wasn't yeah. it Greece? Greece. It was Greece. Yeah. Hey, Remember, listen. it was your, <laughs> your honeymoon. Greece. That was it. This is such newlywed bliss. He just can't. Yes. Even... I'm so in love right now. I can't even think straight. But how long ago did you plan that wedding? Because there's one picture of you walking down the aisle and you literally in your garden had these white flowers. You planted an aisle like on either side were white flowers. How long was this planned or did you just happen to have those flowers in your garden? <laughs> well, first of all, I'm not going to take any credit for planning the wedding because when, when it happened, it was all kind of a surprise to me once I got there because she did <laughs> a lot of it with the wedding planner. So I can't sit here. I handled the music. I got Dan and Shay and, uh, you know, Gary from Rascal Flats, Ronnie Dunn, the band. But there was she quite handled a- the wedding. And so um, I believe she like had the idea she saw something on Pinterest like she yeah. often does and then was like and then she found somebody who could kind of build that for us yeah that's usually how it goes at my cousin's wedding a few weeks ago her husband walked in and he was like we did good and that's what like, I felt like I did good she said yeah. I did good I, I, I was down and I was like wow this is quite this is quite the cool surprise yeah right exactly <laughs> right all you had to do was propose and show up, show up. basically right. yes show up on time exactly what was it the best day of your life it was it was it was great and you know what we we did no cell phones so nobody had a cell phone the whole time so because people were going hey uh you know it's gonna fly by you're just gonna take pictures the whole time and we were like we don't want to do that and then we had some guests who are pretty high profile that are friends of mine and -hmm. i didn't want them to be have to take pictures with people the whole time so we had a check-in spot and it was right by our garage and everybody checked their phones and I remember the wedding, every part of it. It, it, it didn't like sweep me away with like, where did it go? Because of the no phones rule. It, it was really amazing. That was, a, that, that's great advice um, for a wedding, like to make sure that there's no phones. Cause also you want everyone, yourself and everyone to share with you, to be in the moment, not looking at their phones or videotaping the whole thing. You know, when, Dan and Shay were on stage singing our first dance. I know everybody would have had their phones up recording it. I would have. I'm not acting like I'm any better than anyone else. But, you know, the fact that there were no phones, everyone was able to just be in the moment. And it was a really special night. Do you feel that having, like, did you, how did you feel the pandemic 
um, affected your relationship? Did it bring you closer? Uh, yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It like uh, rushed us right along in a great way. Or I think with some people rushed them right out the door, you know, depending on who it was. Um, We had been dating for a few months prior to that, but it had been a lot of back and forth because, you know, she had moved out to California to go to grad school and to go back to school and she got her master's. And as she was finishing that, uh, we started dating and she would come out here for days and I would go out there. And then the pandemic hit and she was like, I'll just stay here for a week or so. And I was like, great. Well, as we know, a week turned into a year and we were like, oh, this, this is it. Like we knew immediately right before the pandemic, but that if there was anything that was kind of the clincher that locked it in, it was like, we have been basically on each other's hip for an entire year. I think this is probably the, the, the right way to go. Amazing. Well, Bobby, thank you so much for joining us today and for talking to us about how important uh, the work that Dog Chow is doing with veterans and bringing awareness to that. And of course, everything else going on in your life. So excited to chat always. Yes. Thank you guys. Muzzle tub on the wedding. And just before we go, do you want to just repeat where everybody who's listening, watching sure. can go to so that they can learn about the program to help vets? I'll make it easy. Just dogchow.com slash service. And it's all there. And thank you guys so much for allowing me to talk about it. And I hope you guys have an awesome day. You too. too. Well, thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye, guys.